Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to the show. I am Dee. This is Other You. Today's episode is called Other Sharice in honor of... My guest today, she is a content manager at Albert, and she's the dean of schools at Comedy Sports. We are currently in the quarantine, so there might be a hiatus going on, but these are some of the things that she has done. She was a part of the pool at I.O., and she's wicked talented. Sharice Johnson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Wow, that was like a really impressive intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all of it is true, I imagine. Yeah, no, you're right. You nailed everything. Yes, I got it. <laughs> cool beans. I'm so glad to have you. Um, you and I met uh, while performing at I.O., mm-hmm. which no longer exists for those of you who are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, as part of the pool program where mm-hmm. we took some classes and then we were selected to participate on um, an eight-week run. Your team was called 5321? It was. I almost forgot. And mm. you definitely remembered. <laughs> How did you guys come up with that name? Um, that's a really good question. We were, I think we were warming up one day mm-hmm. and, you know, we were doing like a shakeout, like countdown. And I think in our countdown, <laughs> we like forgot four. <laughs> we like uh. skipped it. We went like five, three, two, one. We're like, what? We missed something. We yeah. missed a number. And we're like, hey, that sounds like a pretty good name. Uh-huh. Let's just go with that. Um, so that's what ended up happening. You know, we pretty much, you know, we went through all like the really dumb improv team names of right. like, you know, like Roadkill or like Apple Tree or something like that. And mm-hmm. this just seemed organic. So it worked out. Awesome. That's great. That's super cool. Ours was Stepdad. And I think that's because the large percentage of the performers had stepdads. Was it? Yeah. So we're like, let's just do that. (laughs) I really love stepdad. I love just like, it was just a fun name to say when you guys were coming out. Yeah. Stepdad. Yeah. It was great. It was great. And you know, what's fun is, uh, I think there are a lot of times where the step parents don't get as much love as maybe they ought. So I feel like it was nice for me, uh, to be able to, honor all of the step parents out there via stepdad. Yeah. That's cool. So Sharice, are you, Mm -hmm. um, are you ready? Do you have a decision for us today? I I do have a decision. Um, right before quarantine, Mm -hmm. uh, my husband and I decided to get a dog and her name is Cardi. Cardi, adorable. <laughs> Her full name is Cardigan. Um, and, you know, this is like before we knew there was going to be a pandemic. So we were kind mm. of like out on a limb. We weren't prepared to get a dog or anything. And obviously it ended up working out because now we're home 24-7 with the dog. Right. Um, She's getting... But that was a decision we made to get the dog. Okay. Um, and... I'm wondering what life would be like if we hadn't got this dog named okay. Cardi. 
Cardi. All right, then I will ask you, I'll ask you a bunch of questions. So how long have you guys been married? Um, a year since July. Oh, congratulations. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, you made it. Happy anniversary. <laughs> married Thanks. one year in July. Okay. Have you guys uh, been together long? Uh, had you been together long before that? No, not really. We kind of, um, we met when we were both living in Ohio mm. and um, I was taking an improv class um, and I was dating someone else at the time when I uh, met Nate. And mm. then when that relationship crumbled, <laughs> <laughs> Nate stepped in um, and that was only like three and a half years ago. So we've been, okay. we've been together for about four years. Okay. Been together about four years. All righty. And um, have you, have you been, uh, how long have you guys been in Chicago? We've been here since two, 2017. Okay. Summer of 2017. I lived here before I went okay. to school in Chicago, but we've been here since 2017. Gotcha. Okay. So you were, you were in Chicago, then you went to Ohio for school. You, mm -hmm. you, you met Nate and you guys came back together or did you come back separately? We came back together. Yes. Okay. So we had, um, we had only been together for like six months and then we're like, okay, let's just move to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what people do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent normal. Yeah. 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 Okay. See no problems with that. None, none. Um, <laughs> okay. And so, uh, you came back. You came back to Chicago. You guys came back together. Uh, you've been here for a little while. You Did you immediately inject yourself into the improv scene here when you guys came back? Um, I did not. I was teaching full time. Okay. Um, and so that pretty much consumed my life for like the first year mm -hmm. that we were here. Um, and then I, I jumped into classes at IO about mm -hmm. the second year that we were here. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, does... Does Nate do improv at all? He did. He's more of like a serious stage actor. Um, and so he he dabbled a bit with improv, mm -hmm. um, but not extensively. Okay. Do you guys, as both performers, do you guys have rules about how you relate to each other at home? Is it like, okay, now that we're home, we're just going to, we're going to turn it off and... <sighs> you know, just be together or is that performing part of you guys always active? That is such an interesting question. I would say I don't turn it off. I don't have like an off button for, okay. you know, um, I just can't, <laughs> I'm always like silly and goofy. Um, I feel like Nate also has like a different sense of humor. And so things mm -hmm. that I'm like, rolling on the floor laughing about he doesn't really he's like this is not funny this uh, is not funny at all <laughs> you know i constantly do this like wrong. little bit where mm -hmm. i make the the dog like <laughs> sing and i like pick her up and like dance with her mm -hmm. and he's like stop put her down <laughs> <laughs> i do not like this at all I don't like it. <laughs> okay how how old was um cardi when you adopted her she was one and a half. Okay, so she's still like a pup, just about, yeah? 
Yeah, she's still, she's just a little baby, but she officially will be two later this month. Oh, wow. Happy birthday to Cardi. What, um, what kind of dog is she? She actually, so when we went to, um, rescue her, Mm -hmm. they said she was a cattle dog mix. And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, they warned us. They're like, cattle dogs have a lot of energy. You need to like run with her, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And then we went and got a DNA test for her. Okay. A doggy DNA test. And it turns out she's not a cattle dog, like at all. She has 0% cattle dog in her. She is actually um, an American Staffordshire Terrier mix, which is basically like a pit bull. Right. um, Mixed with a collie. Really? The tricolor merle collie. So she she looks kind of like... um, like imagine like uh she's like a spotted dog. Yeah. Um with like black and like tan spots. Uh and she's probably like the size of a pit bull. Oh. Oh. Does she have like that big head that pit bulls get? Or is she it has more she's got like a yeah, I know. <laughs> she's got like a smaller collie head, but okay. she you know how like pit bulls have that smile when they like open their mouth yeah. and it's like very distinctly pit bull. That's She's got that. Aww. She sounds like a wicked cutie. She's so cute. Oh she's a goodness. big, she's also a big couch potato though. Yeah. So she, What's she just lies around couch? all day. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, diving into the, the context of this decision, what you got her when exactly? We got her, um, the end of February, end of oh, February, okay. beginning of March. Okay, so this was, um, the coronavirus had begun to spread in the United States and Mm -hmm. was beginning to have the early signs of peaking right at the tail end of February, early March. Because it was by, Mm -hmm. uh, here in Chicago, it was by March 16th is when the full-on stay-at-home order went into effect. Right. Right? Okay. Right. So you were like a little over two weeks, maybe almost three weeks ahead of that when you Mm -hmm. rescued her. Uh, She's a year and a half old at the time. Uh, do you guys live in a place where on the grounds of your building, whether it's like a home or apartment or whatever, do you guys have an outdoor space or were you going to have to take her out and walk her um, in the neighborhood every single time you needed to take her out? Yeah, we have like a little courtyard, but it's not, it's, it's like mostly pavement. It's like mostly like brick and pavement. It's not okay. really like made for dogs to be outside. So we... For a long time, we're taking her out, you know, every morning and every uh, evening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, has, has that continued throughout the the quarantine that we've experienced? Or yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we definitely. I take her out. I'm. I work from home. Nate has had to go back to work, so I take her out three times a day, pretty much. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. Uh, have you noticed in all the times that you've taken her out, um, have you noticed a difference in the first three weeks that you had her and let's say just the first three weeks after the initial beginning of the stay in, stay-at-home order? Uh, what was it like outside when you took her out? Well, freezing. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was freezing. Um, it was It was this weird moment. It was like 
prior to like the mask mandate as well. So like, you know, um, people are still like not sure what to do. So there's a lot of people outside and Mm. she ends up being, um, she's scared of like basically everything. She's scared of cars. She's scared of like other people. (laughs) And so walking her was pretty difficult because she wouldn't, you know, we live on a busy intersection of like, um, Wilson and Walcott and Ravenswood and, uh, cars everywhere. We live right by a school. So, you know, mm. walking her was actually pretty difficult to begin with because she was terrified of everything. She had never seen snow before. So it was wow. a lot. Wow. Okay. And then as, as like the mask mandate went into effect, schools were essentially canceled. Uh, mm-hmm. Has she begun to, you know, kind of warm up to the neighborhood, to the city, or is she still like, no, I don't like this. I'm just going to hang out right next to you. And then can we go home? <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in between i feel like we go on like the same route every time on our walk so she's okay. like fine with that route she's like this block is okay this gotcha. block is fine if we go outside of this block absolutely not i will lose my mind <laughs> that's great <laughs> does she is, is she like a, a a barker when she gets scared or does she like whimper and try and run away from you she does not bark at all. I've never heard her bark until, you know, we took her to a dog park and mm. she barked at another dog, but she does not bark. She mostly like whimpers if gotcha. she's upset. Okay. All righty. Okay. So having this dog at home that you guys see at all times, uh, is she needy when she, when she's at home? When you guys no, are at home? No, absolutely is she needy? not. No. Okay. No, she just like sleeps. She is asleep right now in the second bedroom, just laid out mm. on the bed, enjoying her time. Okay. Um, how did, how did the, the stay at home uh, order? So as you were, you work, uh, have you been working from home since March? I'll start with that. Uh, yeah, I've been working from home since end of January, pretty much. Oh, okay. So since end of it, you've you've been at home this whole time. Uh, was he working from home at all, Nate? Or no, he he works. Um, he's a, a manager at Starbucks, and so mm, okay. the first month, like from March to April, they gave all of their workers calamity pay, and so he got to stay at home and get paid to stay at home, which was right. like really really nice. And then eventually when we went into, I'm not sure what phase it was that they Mm. allowed um, certain businesses like open and have like takeout only. But uh, when that happened, he went back to work. And so he's been at work since like end of April-ish. All right. So what was it like when you guys were both at home? Uh, did you did you find yourselves like getting in each other's hair uh, and being annoyed? I know for for me, I as much as I'm a homebody, uh, and I thought that you know the, like stay at home order was going to be fine for me. I think uh, two things have like sullied it a bit. Number one, the fact that I'm being told I, I have to stay at home kind of takes away the fun mm-hmm. of choosing to avoid all other humans, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Uh, the second is um, my wife and I are feet apart all day long, mm-hmm. you know? So even though I, I feel like sometimes I need to like, 
you know, hide away and just be alone. I can't because she's right there. She can, I can hear mm-hmm. her breathing and she can hear me thinking <laughs> out loud, I guess, you know, just like, it's just that it's like, oh my, I just, you know, yes. did you guys experience any of that? Yeah, probably to the same extent of, so Nate is a homebody okay. and he probably took it worse than I did initially. Like he was kind of like losing his mind wow. and just like didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He's very like normally content, you know, on any day that he's not working to just like read and play video games and not leave the house. Like that's totally fine for him. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm like, I need to get out of the house constantly. Mm-hmm. I need to like be doing things and performing, seeing shows. Yeah. Going over, like I need to like do those things and all that obviously got canceled. And so for me, it, I was like, I was fine. Actually, I think mostly because I was still working, right? I I still, my nine to five was taking up most of my time. Um, and then comedy sports was, you know, eventually we figured out how to do shows online. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was doing that periodically. And I think Nate was bothered that like, he just didn't have anything to do. Like he wasn't (laughs) working, you know, he had read all of the books that he had played all the video games he could have played. And probably, you know, by, by end of March, he was, he was at his wits end and I was at my wits end with him. Cause I was mm. like, you know, he kind of like mope around the house and I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, I can't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> just like, I don't know. Read a book. Right. Take the dog out. Something. I don't know. Did Any he, thing, but we, yeah. Did he uh, like bother you while you were working to kind of occupy some of his time? Like, Hey, what do you got? What do you think of this? <laughs> what do you think of that? Or Hey, have you seen have you seen this thing and show you something, you know, like an article or whatever? Yes. Yeah, he did. He has. <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, it, I had a routine for like a while, right? I would like okay. get up, I walk the dog and then I would um, start work. And then on my lunch break, I would like work out and then right. I go back to work and then I wrap everything up and then I start cooking, eat dinner. And then like, watch TV, get ready for bed. Like I had a whole routine yeah. and he would often like interrupt me during my workout. Like I'm on the floor doing yoga and he's like, Hey, do you, and I was like, I'm literally in the middle of something right now, sir. Can you find another time to ask this question? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I feel that. I feel that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a point where I was, I was working on, um, I was considering during, I want to say like April, I was considering, uh, starting to stream myself playing games, but from the perspective of I'm, I'm only okay at this. So (laughs) please watch me fail a lot and succeed only sometimes. Right. So I was like building up this whole thing that I was going to do, like kind of mapping it out. And then there was just a time where I'm like, okay. And I would, I I would tell her like, all right, hon, I'm going to, I'm going to be like filming for the next like 45 minutes. Okay. She's like, okay, you do your thing. You do your thing. And then like two minutes later, she'd come out. Hey, uh, how do you feel about this? You know, I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't have any feelings about that. Can I just have 30 minutes, please? You know, and just, it, just give me time. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's just like in that, like you guys are stuck together mode. Um, oh man, that's so funny. Yeah. So, Okay. At the, I want to say, tail end of April. Here, let me get the exact date of this because I want to make sure that I am accurate. Uh, 
so it was the end of May. Okay, so it was uh, tail end of May uh, was the death of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, being in a, um, an interracial marriage, mm-hmm. were there any stresses that arose, uh, especially compounded by the fact that people are stuck at home for uh, an extended period of time? Now, he had already been back to work uh, for a few weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was, what was that like? What was that time like with the, the, the onset of a lot of the civil unrest? Mm-hmm. Were there any stresses that arose, like unforeseen stresses between you two, uh, as a result of being an interracial marriage? Yeah, I think for me, right. As a person of color, as a black woman, mm-hmm. I feel like it, George Floyd was like, it it was so sad, but also I feel like it's another name that this has happened to people before. Right. So it's like, it's shocking, but it's also like we, I know this has been going on for a long time and I feel like it, the civil unrest is coming from people like now this is all of our attention because we can't focus our attention on anything else. There's nothing else happening in the world. The whole world is shut down. Right. Right. So it's like, we're zooming in on this Mm -hmm. and my husband, you know, bless his heart really was like, is it really like this? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) no, no, this is like, (laughs) these are issues that exist. Um, and one thing, one point of contention, um, was there were a lot of rallies that were happening and mm-hmm. um I wanted to go to one uh there was one happening in uptown and you know we are like a 5 minute bike ride away so I was like okay. I want to go to this I want to go to this and he's mm-hmm. like I don't want you to go mm-hmm. and I was no sir I'm going to go it's <laughs> like you can either come with me yeah. or you can stay here but I'm going to go um okay. And uh, he was really nervous because I think he was one buying into a lot of like what the media was portraying of like rioting and yeah. like destruction of property and all those things. He's like, it seems it sounds dangerous. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I promise you, it's probably a lot more peaceful than you maybe think it is. Yeah. Um, and then we went, and of course, it was peaceful, mm-hmm. um, and it was great. And there was a moment where they asked like all the the people of color to come to the center. Um, and all of like the white people to like surround them and almost like create uh, like a barrier of protection between mm. um, the people of color and the police. Wow. Because the police were there, of course, you know, yeah. in riot gear as if mm-hmm. we were rioting and we were not. Right. Um, and for him, he had a moment where his like heart dropped because he's like, he's a white man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he has to like step back and I stepped forward and he was like, I feel like I can't protect you. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I felt for him, but it was also like, I feel like you, you, you can't, right. These are yeah. like systematic things that despite how much you like love me and want to protect me, mm-hmm. you can't protect me from the system of racism. Yeah. So there were, there were some tense moments, but I feel like it was mostly like my husband, like learning and coming to an understanding of like what really is true about the world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, well, my wife is also is also white, and I think it was it 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 gave me a, an opportunity to exude a measure of patience, kind of watching her discover 
all of the mm-hmm. ways that people of color are subjected to just like the bottom end of the swing, mm-hmm. you know? So where it's hardest, where it hurts the most, uh, I mm-hmm. think people of color have just traditionally been right at the tail end, just catching all of that heat. Um, and so watching her learn that and discovering things, um, on social media where people are posting like, oh my gosh, uh, here is a figure, you know, in the civil rights community, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, have you heard of this? I'm like, yes, yes, I have. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I have. Yes, I am. I'm aware. She's like, oh, wow, wow. Okay. And then going on. And then I remember, uh, we were talking about, she learned about Fred Hampton and she mm-hmm. was charged about this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have you heard about this guy? And I'm like, yeah, Fred Hampton. He was, he was killed. He was young, real young guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like bringing, she's like, how do you, why do you know this? And I remember in just like, just, just a moment of, of lucidity. I was like, look, I, as a person of color, I don't have the luxury of being ignorant to a lot of the things that are happening to people of color. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. So, um, there was, uh, there was a lot of unrest, uh, in the Puerto Rican community at a point. Um, and my grandmother was, she was an activist. She led, uh, some people in this thing where they, where they stopped like, uh, cleaning up the garbage because oh, the wow. absentee landlords were not paying people to come pick up the trash. So they're like, no, we're just going to throw it all in the street and you guys can figure it out, you know? So, oh my God. yeah. So it's nuts. So like, I, I don't come from a long line of people who suffered the way that African-Americans have suffered. Um, but there's native Islander in my DNA. So a long time ago, some people came to, you know, my family's homeland and took it. Mm-hmm. So, um, like again, to, to get back to that point is, I was like, I, I don't, I don't have the luxury of being ignorant about this. I can't, you know? And right. so, yeah, so it's, it was, it was an interesting time. And I think, um, it, it was stressful in that she was outraged because, um, she, she took on a lot of the responsibility for things that had happened, you know, mm-hmm. which, which is sweet. It's not super helpful at this point, um, to like, like, for example, did you, there was a picture going around for a while of a bunch of these, these people that like bound their hands and necks up and they had t-shirts that said, I'm sorry. Mm. Did you see? Did I didn't, see? I didn't see that. No. Yeah. It was, it was nuts. It was so there. And, and, and I'm looking at like, one of them was like a, a child. So I was what? like, guys, <laughs> no, stop it. No, nobody, nobody we don't want that. Nobody, nobody wants that, you know? No. So, yeah, so it was, it's, it has been an, an interesting time. So, um, to hear that, you know, some of the stresses came up because he was like desperate to be protective of you. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that is, that is a, an interesting take on some of the emotions that did rise up, you know, yeah. at that time. Yeah. I mean, but you said it perfectly of like, it's, it's kind of a privilege to be ignorant of these things, like to not, to not know Mm -hmm. about the social injustice that's happening. And I feel like my husband, for the longest time was coming from a place of ignorance of just Mm -hmm. like, 
oh, do you know about this person? Do you mm-hmm. know about this person? And it's like, yeah. yes, they do. I yeah. do know about all these people that you are just now discovering. But yeah. yes. Yeah. So I, I mean, because of that, I'm, I'm like super grateful for that TV show Watchmen. <sighs> I haven't watched it yet. Oh, oh, man. So the 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 premise of the show is rooted in what happened in Tulsa. Really? Yes. Yes. So it's years later, but it, the the opening sequence is that night where everything kicks really? off in Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's it's I am so glad that that happened because that, you know, that disseminated the the information of that night to a lot more people mm-hmm. although it was it was it was peculiar to find how many people uh had no idea that that was a real thing that happened oh my goodness yeah i uh right so, sometimes that like it makes my heart hurt to hear those things of mm-hmm. like how do you not know that these are like real things yeah real events that mm-hmm. happened um but it's uh but also it, it is like i feel like at this point where we are in society, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of like the best way to spread information mm-hmm. for like people to watch these like mini like docu-series or mm-hmm. watch these, um, uh, you know, whatever series documenting real life events. Mm-hmm. And if that's, if that's the way that they learn about all of these pivotal events in our mm-hmm. history, then that's, you know, that's fine with me, mm-hmm. but, uh, it is, it is kind of shocking to be at a point where people are like, I didn't know that was, that was real. Yeah. 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 So, okay. As an, as an educator, how, how do you know, like just taking this little information exchange that we had, what, um, in what ways do you feel that, um, maybe our, the way that we present history in classrooms, how has that failed us um, as a people in America? Oh, man, where to begin? <laughs> it, I mean, like there's it's. I feel like it has put us in a position where we have a whole population mm-hmm. of people who are ignorant to their own histories, their own realities, um, and don't understand how it affects our, our present and our future. Like for Mm -hmm. instance, as an educator, so I taught high school math, um, and I made it a point to make sure that my students understood that like, I, I got where I am because Mm -hmm. I had to like, beat a bunch of obstacles because one being in a STEM field mm-hmm. that's already dominated by men mm-hmm. and two being like a person of color. Like I had to work very hard to get to where I need to be because there's this narrative that women mm-hmm. and especially women of color don't have a place in STEM fields. Mm. Um, there's also an issue in education, especially the education of um of students of color that the majority, if you walk into a CPS school right now um, or any charter school, I'd say somewhere between like 80% of their, the teachers are mm-hmm. white women. And oh. that's, that's an issue only because of 
how we teach our own history mm. of America and how we teach about like the civil rights and how we got to this place because there's this white savior effect of like, mm. I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. like going in, I'm helping the at-risk kids and doing right. all of the, you know, the things to help these communities where I think if we took a moment to really understand the history of education, one, mm. uh, in America and the, the history of civil rights, we'll understand that we don't need, we don't need white saviors. We need, we need the gatekeepers to stop holding access mm -hmm. to things like resources and textbooks mm -hmm. that if if students of color just had those things if students who who live in poverty just have those things we don't need white saviors we need adequate resources yeah. to do the things that we can we can do yeah. it's not and it's not to say like white people can't teach black people or white people can't teach people of color right right it's sure. more or less to say that i think we we need to do a better job of like teaching about how we got to this place, how we got to mm -hmm. such one, a, such a segregated place in America. I think people don't realize that we are more segregated now than we were mm -hmm. 50 years ago. Yeah. And it's and just, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where uh, I can't remember if it was Eisenhower who said it, it might've been him where it's, it's essentially like leadership is getting people to do what you want done because they want to do it. Mm. And I think that the, the transition from forced uh, segregation to the voluntary segregation, you know, that we're in now, whereas it's not illegal for there to be integration. Uh, but I don't know, there's, something happened where we feel like, oh no, this is, this is where I have to be. Or we celebrate the, especially like here in Chicago, we celebrate the segregation of like nationalities by, oh, we're going to name this neighborhood and we'll, we'll mm -hmm. even give them a, a parade or, you know, a block party mm -hmm. once a year to celebrate the neighborhood, to draw in more people like that, to stay here. Mm -hmm. Right. And then once you have that, all of the, the, the gerrymandering, that happens mm -hmm. as a result, then you're like, okay, now let's, let's look a little deeper, you know, than <laughs> celebrating quote unquote, the racial diversity that we have. Um, so yeah, it's, it is, it is an, an interesting, interesting time that we're in. Um, and I really, I appreciate your perspective on. Yeah. I mean, I just feel education is like something I feel very strongly about. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was watching this, like, info infographic video and they're mm. talking about when segregation was still legal and the process of like doing forced integration mm -hmm. and what ended up happening is a lot of like black teachers who had um careers had to leave those careers because forced integration they weren't like integrating black schools they weren't sending like white children to black schools they right. were busing black children to white schools yeah. and so what they were doing were dismantling these existing schools that were serving a community and saying mm -hmm. no now we're going to force you to go to these white schools mm -hmm. and then now these teachers of color don't have jobs because despite the fact that they're doing forced integration of the students they would have never integrated teachers, the teacher yeah. population so like right. there were no teachers of color mm -hmm. in these schools that they were doing forced integration. And so, right. you know, yeah, integration was like the goal, but the way that we went about it, mm -hmm. not great. Yeah. And 
going going back to your point where you were saying we don't need a white savior, there was there was a point, I want to say late late nineties to almost two thousand ten, where every year there was a, like a big budget movie that mm-hmm. was built on the white savior. <laughs> and I want to say it, for me, I like caught wind of it. I was noticing uh, back it, there was a, a movie called Dangerous Minds. If you remember that from the 90s starring Michelle Pfeiffer, where she plays a teacher that goes into this like low income, you know, dangerous school and she like teaches them maybe is is it dance? Whatever. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> but she goes in essentially and turns things around for all of these problem kids, you know, and then yeah. it, it just happened over and over. And I, there was a movie called Hardballs with Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was it was a story like a, a true story where this guy, he goes into this uh, small baseball program and like helps him fundraise and helps him win some games. But again, it's like an all black team, but they're they're not just all black. They're like street kids who are hard and here comes this, you know, alcoholic smoking, you know, just piece of shit human who, who (laughs) saves them, you know? And, and, and then like the highest of those was the blind side, which, Oh my God. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) I really can't. Yeah. You know? And it's, so it's like, stop, 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 you know, (laughs) please stop. Yeah. Please. Oh man. But it just NPR recently did they did a piece on schools and allocating funds. And this was uh, in the wake of Betsy DeVos saying that she thought it was unfair that private schools were not getting money that um, public schools were getting from from the federal government. Um, and so they were talking about low income schools and they were talking about how the the special kids, the advanced special kids programs mm-hmm. were predominantly white kids mm-hmm. in schools of mostly black population. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were like trying to say this is, well, this is super problematic because you're teaching kids from a young age that if you're white, you're inherently smarter right, than, than black kids. And right. I mean, obviously that's not true. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's man. I get fired up about this stuff, man. I get, I get, I, yeah. <laughs> I just want to like throw things or yep. just like be, I yeah. just want to be upset. You know, mm-hmm. it gets me, it does put me in a place where I feel like, you know, especially when I think people come from a place of ignorance and, mm-hmm. you know, again, back to what you said, it's like a privilege to like be ignorant about these things, to be mm-hmm. at a place where it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was an issue. I yeah. didn't, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What, uh, what math did you teach in school? I, so I mostly taught, um, algebra one. There were a couple of, you know, times when I was still teaching in Ohio where I taught like, uh, algebra two or like pre-calculus. Okay. So, but the majority of you were teaching, it's like freshman. Yeah. Freshman age math, like ninth grade math. Okay. All right. So circling back to, the decision um, from, from your own perspective, reflecting on your time in the early, like the first few weeks of the stay at home, it's you and Nate and sweet little Cardi. Sweet little Cardi. Uh, if she's not there, how do you, 
how how do you think that you and Nate would have in, been able to interact? Um, you're, you're forced to be together. <laughs> I know, like you mentioned that he spent some time reading and trying to occupy his time, but then there came a point where he was like, "All right, I'm finished with everything. Now what?" Yeah, you know, Sharice, come play with me, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if Cardi wasn't there, I also I want to name that we do we have a cat. Oh, we have we have an eight year old cat named Mister Cat. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, and we've had him since we moved basically like when we moved here and uh, when in like 2017 when we moved mm-hmm. like the f- first month that we had been in the city we got Mr. Cat um, and mostly like every time we get a pet it's mostly for Nate <laughs> because mm-hmm. like I, I enjoy pets but like they're like they're company but for him it's like almost like therapy like uh-huh. they bring joy and things to him Okay, um, and so if Mr. Cap wasn't, or um, if Cardi wasn't here mm-hmm. in the first couple of weeks of quarantine, I think things would have been much worse than um, what they ended up being because mm. Cardi ended up being like the, the middle ground between me and Nate because mm. um, one, we had like something to like work towards or something to like, we both had a responsibility mm. for this dog. Yeah. Whereas like the cat, like he, you know, he pour food for him. He yeah. like eats it. He, he does his own thing. Right. He could care less right. if we're here yeah. or not. Um, whereas the dog, like, at, you know, she's not needy, but she does like require some kind of attention. Mm. And it, if Nate was done playing video games or reading his book, he was spending time with Cardi. Mm. And um, I think if Cardi wasn't there, I think, Honestly, I feel like Nate would be in a place that wouldn't be good for him mm-hmm. and thus would affect me. And I would be in a place where I don't, <laughs> you know, wouldn't want to be. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, Cardi provided like routine and structure. Like like I said, like getting up, walking her, you know, starting my day, mm-hmm. walking her in the middle of the day, walking her at night, feeding her at certain times. Like it, be- it became like, a thing to do in my daily schedule. Whereas if that wasn't there, I feel like I would fill that time with random things that I probably don't need to do. I'd probably like eat out more. I'd probably (laughs) do all that stuff. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh, Don't even think about it. Just tell me the the answer that comes to your mind. Um, Favorite comedian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh my God. Uh, uh, this is hard. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite dessert? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and what's, what music were you listening to the most over quarantine? Maggie Rogers. Are you kidding? <laughs> so... Let me tell you, little, I'm going to tell you a little something about my wife. My wife <laughs> will find a song that she loves and then she will tell our like Google home mini to play that song. And then when it's done, she'll say, Hey, play that again, play that again. And this goes on for like weeks. And so Maggie Rogers was on, which is playing for man, like three straight weeks for eight hours a day. You know? And then it would play through a whole playlist of hers. And then she'd be like, Oh, mm-hmm. Hey, Google, play Maggie Rogers again. You know, I'm like, stop, please. <laughs> Give me something else. 
I yeah, I was late because she had come out with her like debut album like mm. a year or two ago. Yeah. And quarantine was when I discovered her and I did the same thing where I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna listen to this while I like work. Yeah. It just ended. Let me just play it again yeah, real quick. Oh real quick. Gosh. Maggie That's great though. Yeah. I mean, I it's good. It. It's she's got good stuff. I have gotten to the point where I listen to other things, but okay, for a good. while I was, uh, you know, on the same level as your wife. I was just like listening to it on over repeat. And over, yeah. Well, did you, um, so, uh, NPR has, uh, a series on YouTube called tiny desk concerts. Yes. Where, I know about that. I watched it. Did you see the Maggie Rogers one? I did. Oh, ridiculous. So did I. So did I, even though I was done with it and I was like, Oh, look, here's a, a, collection of songs in a venue that i haven't heard yet might as well <laughs> it's any it's like Ugh. anything to entertain me for like the smallest amount of time yeah that's a, that's so funny all right so at this point of the show we're going to take a quick break uh, we'll listen to some music and then when we come back we will hear the story um, that i will have written for sharice and then we'll talk about it Hang on. When I was young, I didn't think, I didn't look at what you're supposed to see. I was made of twine and sticks, wine and whiskey, whatever might fix me. I was a lion in the city, dying of starvation and running in place. But I still needed an explanation of what was happening on a mile. 
and welcome back. Again today, my guest is Sharice Johnson. Um, if you want to check her out, she has a podcast called Exit Ticket, the podcast. It's um, on Anchor and a bunch of other platforms as well. Uh, she's also um, involved with comedy sports. And right now they have uh, virtual shows on the weekends that you can check out, as well as classes if you're interested in participating in those. You can catch her on Twitter at ShariceJoy09. But right now, we're going to get into other Sharice. Are you ready? I think so. Excellent. Here he goes. <laughs> As the opaque glass door pulls open, a chime rings out on the inside of the shelter. The chime repeats as the door swings back shut. An attendant pops into the room with an atypical measure of pleasantness. Her smile is larger than her narrow face seems to permit, and it tapers off her cheeks disappearing near her ears. Welcome. Are you here to adopt or are you here to drop off a pet forever? Well, not forever, huh? We don't keep them that long. They might be better off with you, recites the uniformed teen whose smile is gone and whose face is stoic and lifeless. Unnerved by the young attendant, other Sharice and Nate lean back and reach for the door. Nope. We literally just wanted to see what was inside this shelter. Okay, we've seen enough. How's about we just leave, okay? Turning to Nate, who, is si who in silent agreement opens the door and quickly heads out. So you'll be keeping your pet? Great. Turning back, other Sharice, questioning what she just heard, inquires, how did you know I have a cat? I didn't. I said pet. Oh. With that, other Sharice heads out of the shelter and chases down Nate, who had begun walking to the car. Little more than a cough and a sneeze later. Other Sharice. Looks like we're shutting down. I, I guess I'll be home a lot now. Other Sharice peels back her headphones and types in the chat box. One second, please. What now? Nate reiterates, we're shutting down. Looks like I'll be home a lot now. Babe, that's great. Uh, the lamp's on. That means I'm working and I would really like to not be interrupted. I'm going to call with my boss's boss. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry, other Sharice's boss and your boss. All the bosses. She didn't do anything. I didn't pay attention to the lamp. I'm so sorry. She keeps it on when she doesn't want to be disturbed. I didn't notice. Again. I don't know. Maybe it needs to be bigger. I'll get her a bigger lamp. <laughs> other Sharice's eyes widen. And from, the f from them fly daggers of, shut up, please. Nate stops and tucks his lips the way one does when they're embarrassed, or they see a stranger catch their eye, turns and heads back out of the room and toward the couch. Returning to the call, I am so sorry. Please continue. <laughs> Some time passes. Look, just because you need your space, I'm not going to disappear from this apartment. We're living here. Yeah, you work here too, but go do yoga in the park or something. Do it outside. I can't just ignore you all day. It's not fair. I live here too, and you're my wife, and I feel like you're ignoring me. Breathing through Warrior 2, Other Sharice drowns out the sound of Nate's voice with the grinding of her teeth, focusing on the bead of sweat racing down her forehead, then her nose, and subsequently plunging to its demise buried in the threadings of her leggings. Fine. Why? Do you have something important to say when I'm in the middle of something? I take a break for lunch every day. Talk to me then. I am off work at the same time every day. Talk then. But no, you wait until I'm on an important call. Within the throes of sorting through the lessons and problems submitted to our platform, you wait until I am 25 minutes into a 45-minute yoga routine. Talk to me when I'm getting ready or when it's done. Do you not have any more books to read, any more games to play? You know what? You're lucky Mr. Cat doesn't want to play with me all the time. Maybe I would just play with him and not talk to you. We're living in unprecedented times. 
We have unfettered access to one another, and you still want to be engrossed in work. We don't know work. We both know, rather. Work only cares about us until they don't have to anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I keep coming back to you hoping to figure things out. You're my wife, my refuge, my home, but I, I feel like you keep me on the other side of the garden, and I just get to look at my home. Warrior three. Her leg extends behind her, and she flattens her back to be parallel to the ground. Her arms extend to balance. Her toes point away from her, creating a straight line from the tip of her nose to the last of them. Nate, I love you. I just need you to hold that, though. Okay, please just let me finish this. We can talk when it's done. Frustrated and confused, why do I have to wait? You're literally just standing there, albeit on one foot. Do you need to concentrate on how to stand? And don't tell me you're being spiritual right now. It's just standing or sitting. He raised his voice. Nate, an introvert through and through, maintains a reserved and calm demeanor. A manager at work, when there is work to be done, he has practiced maintaining his composure through high-pressure situations. The forced solitude has drawn from him his ability to keep a cool head. Don't yell at me. If you can't be bothered to talk to me with respect, you will not talk to me. Do you understand? Nate closes his eyes and takes in a breath and lets it out slowly. His shoulders slink and he lowers his head. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm so frustrated. It's not at you. I, and it is at you. It Just because I'm the only one here, it's not okay to take your frustrations out at me. I'm glad you're not abusing Mr. Cat, but don't yell at me. Buy a book if you've read all the ones you have. Learn to bake. Everyone's baking right now. Play a game. Join a competitive ladder. Sweetie, why do I have to do this thinking for you? We are in this together. We need to do this together. A song or two later. <laughs> Hoots Maggie Rogers from the portable speaker on a shelf in the kitchen. The chorus of familiar voices is unusually silent today. Other Cherise furiously click clacks on the keyboard of her well-used laptop. The muscles over her shoulder blades pull her shoulders back and hold tightly to the point of cramping. Undeterred and intent on righting wrongs, Other Cherise delivers an impassioned treatise on the struggle of her people to be seen as equals by those in charge. Invited to speak from the perspective of a person of color on the failings of the school board to accurately teach history, she focuses on the absence of opportunity due to the grip of the gatekeepers on the status quo. The tumble of the deadbolt goes unheard. The sound of Maggie's curated playlist swallows every other attempt for sounds to traverse the Ravenswood apartment. Nate walks in, masks in hand, tired from the 5 a.m. days, and gently closes the heavy wooden front door. Mr. Cat, eyes wide, pauses mid-afternoon bath on the couch and stares at Nate before slowly changing his fo focus to the kitchen table where other Charisse is perched tapping away at the keys, but only for a moment. He almost as quickly as he glanced returned to lapping away, whispering, Speaker, pause. Nate commands from the front room, almost completely unheard. Silence falls over the room for an instant. The bouncing of the keys clicking into and out of place fill the room with a rudiment grating to the ears. Other Charisse pauses for a moment. The nothingness that now fills the room allows her to hear her heart pounding in her chest and out of her ears. Chills crawl up her back. She slides her hands off the table and they fall safely onto her lap. She loosens her shoulders and rolls her head from right to left, running her chin along her chest. She stops with her chin in the air, letting the light of the overhead bulb bathe her for a moment before she's covered in shadow. Nate lovingly grabs both sides of her face and leans in for a Spider-Man kiss. The whiskers on his chin tickle other Sharice's nose. 
What are you working on? I'll tell you when I'm done. I could use a break, though. I want to go to the protest on the street. No. No way. Come on. It's dangerous out there. I don't think I could handle the emotional load of life if you're hurt, and I'm arrested for attacking whomever hurt you. Uh, that may seem sweet to you, but that's not actually helpful. Not at all. You're not protecting me by hiding me away. You're not saving me, mostly because I don't need saving. You're also misunderstanding me. I am going to the protest. Will you come with me? Nate looks closely at his wife. She wears the weight of her passion, topped with her knowledge of the plight of her people, bound together with the willful ignorance of the masses. Tension rises again in her. I don't want you to go, but I don't want you to go alone. It's dangerous to go alone. So, yeah, it's fine. I will go with you. As the two pull up on their bikes to the crowds of people in the streets, the sounds of the chanting grow louder and louder. No justice, no peace. 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 The end. That's it. That's where it ends. <laughs> oh, I thought that was great. Have you been in my house before? <laughs> do, you, do you know the conversations I have with me? <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm shocked at how that. Wow. Wow. Oh, good. That so, was amazing. Oh, thank you. So I was able to connect with, uh, like, I, I remember a lot of what we talked about and um, kind of, um, I was able to connect with, like, the way that I had been interacting with my wife at this time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad I was able to to reach something you could connect with. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I loved it. I loved every part of it. Oh, man. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm that so was amazing. Did were, I heard you giggle? Were you able to tell that I was hooting Mag Maggie Rogers? Yes. Right there? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because I have to I have to clean because the house is a mess, and I was mm -hmm. like, I should turn on Maggie Rogers yeah. and just like clean the house. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many times I listened to that opening to count out all of the hoots <laughs> and the dudes. Yes. Yes. Uh, to get all of them, I was like, man, how many? This is over and over. And <laughs> over. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I just restarted again, again. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. Oh my gosh. <sighs> all right. So were you, were you, were you able to see yourself in the story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, um, what was interesting is like, I think the dialogue that you captured between myself and Nate mm -hmm. is like spot on <laughs> in terms of like how we have conversations. I'm yeah. definitely like when he started yelling, like I do not like to get yelled at. I yeah. don't get yelled at. No mm -hmm. one raises their voice. I mean, my parents didn't even really raise their voice at me when they were upset. So like yeah. when people raise their voice, I'm like, I know for a fact it mm -hmm. is not me who you are yelling at. I think, <laughs> is it Mr. Cat? Mm -hmm. Is there a ghost in here? Because right. I know it's not me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I'm, uh, one, one thing about my wife is, 
even if she's she's not mad, sometimes she gets passionate and she just likes like get raising, raising, raising. And so I'll just like I'll stop her just like with hands up and I'll just make I'll like pantomime lowering the volume on something. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, oh, I'm, am I yelling? I'm yelling. I'm sorry. Okay. Let me say that again. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, some people just have that. Nate also naturally kind of gets loud. Like he's mm-hmm. a loud phone talker, which mm. drives me in. It drives me batty. Like yeah. when I am working and he like gets a phone call from his mom, I can mm-hmm. hear him. We would be on our apartment. is like long. It's like okay. one long rectangle. And so realistically you could be, in the living room and not hear anything in, you know, in the second bedroom. Okay. And so I will be in the second bedroom, which also, uh, moonlights as our Ooh. office. Yeah. Um, and he will be, and he's a pacer too. Okay. So he'll be like pacing and I can hear him every single word mm. from the office. Oh, is, is this the dog you're talking oh, you can hear about? It? <laughs> yes. I can hear the- <laughs> yep, it's the dog that's just sitting outside my back door, just barking at wow. my door. Wow. Yeah. I can hear that. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah, the dialogue is like spot on. I think yeah. cool. that, that was perfect. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. Um, did, was I able to capture Mr. Cat? Because I, I just assume that all cats are like, <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to be super aloof. And one one thing my cat does is like, she'll start bathing herself and then if you move she like will stare at you like why are you interrupting me and then just go back to bathing herself again (laughs) yeah that was surprisingly mr cat is very dog like he he begs he is very playful Hmm. um but he does have he has his moments where he's very like why why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This entire couch is my couch Mm -hmm. and you're sitting on my couch. Like right now he is asleep on the couch and he has been there since I left this morning at like nine and just came back. So. Oh my gosh. He's not going to (laughs) move anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. That was wonderful. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Okay. So I usually there's, um, so most of the people that think of decisions, they're like 10, 15, 20 years away. Let's let's assume that other Sharice and Nate uh, have, you know, continued on without Cardi, mm-hmm. Cardi D. Um, what, judging by like the conversations they were having, mm-hmm. what what can you surmise they might have experienced in the next few months? I think there would have been more of this radicalization because that's something, you know, I I like to think of my pets as my kids. Like I, who is going to take care of them if I'm not there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's ultimately what has stopped us in some cases of being more vocal and participating more and like protests. And I think Mm -hmm. if that, if Cardi wasn't part of the picture and she, Mr. Cap, we could leave him here for days yeah. and he would be, <laughs> he would be fine. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't even notice that we had left, but I feel like we would definitely have been more vocal. I could see myself getting to a point where it's like, I start my own nonprofit mm-hmm. focusing on maybe, you know, education seems to be the issue I care the most about. So yeah. I think 
I might start like a not, I mean, I've had this idea before, but starting a nonprofit to get more teachers of color into the classroom mm-hmm. and um, support them with grants um, and scholarships. So I could see myself definitely becoming way more invested mm-hmm. um, in these social injustices. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I can totally see that happening with those two. Ah. So with you and Nate, um, what do you think was um, the thing that brought you guys over the hump in, in real life? So when then when the, the cabin fever kind of rose up right at the time, I'm, I, I know he wasn't even he wasn't home for super long before he ended up going back to work. What do you mm-hmm. think got you guys past that initial bout of cabin fever? Oh, Cardi, a hundred percent. Like having the dog, I think even in our worst moments, you know, where it's like, we're yelling at each other, we're mm-hmm. arguing because we are so done with seeing each other 24 hour day, 24 hours a day, seven mm-hmm. days a week. Um, Cardi would just like, look at you. And she's so goofy and cute. And Uh you just like, forget that you're arguing. And Mm -hmm. she also like, she does this thing. It's so cute. It's so cute. When Nate and I are arguing, or even like, sometimes we like play fight. So I'll like pretend to hit him. And Cardi hates when people like fight or yell or raise her voice. So she Mm. comes running from wherever she's at. She'll come running from the living room into the kitchen and like jump on one of us to stop us from like yelling or fighting. She's yeah, she doesn't like it. Or the same thing happens with the cat. Like if the cat's being, you know, unruly, he's got like a lot of he's got the zoomies, he's like right. running around. Cardi will come out of nowhere and like try to stop the cat and like put her hand put her paw on the cat and like lick him to calm him down. So she right. doesn't like a lot of energy. So she's like, everybody needs to calm down. Yeah. Everybody needs to chill out. Oh man. Isn't there like a she's- patch of grass we can get you guys over so you can just have a little snack? <laughs> Come on, guys, just, just stop. <laughs> that's her. That's yeah. I, that's she's the most like uh, amenable person. Like she person mm. dog. Yeah, right. She's most amenable dog. And we take yeah. her to the dog park. She's just like, I just want everyone to be happy. Yeah. You want to be if you want to be in the pool, I'll wait. There you go. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Cool beans. Cool beans. Oh, there he is again. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I don't, wow. Like I have never, I have never personally met this dog. My wife has been in the hallway when they've come out and the dog mm-hmm. would like charge her and start barking all crazy. But I have never had the misfortune of encountering this dog in person. So I just hear it. I just hear yeah. it. So, I mean, it could be a ghost dog that's just haunting me and just barking all the time to bother me, but <laughs> it might be, oh, what kind of dog is it? Uh, it looks like some kind of terrier, um, like larger than a Yorkie, um, mm-hmm. but not like a rat terrier. I'm not exactly, it has to be a mix, but it, it looks like the face has some terrier. Maybe in like it. a fox terrier. Could be. Maybe. Um, yeah. So but like terriers are like. They like to bark. Yeah. 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 They do. It's, it's not my favorite. It's not no. my favorite. Nope. Not nope. Favorite. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So any, any other thoughts that this brought to, to mind 
um, that the, that the story brought to mind. Anything else that it triggered inside of you? While you were <laughs> it listening? made me feel like almost <laughs> like <laughs> I had seen myself because I know I can be intense mm-hmm. towards Nate. Okay. Um, and sometimes in the moment, and we actually just had this conversation last night because Nate and I had gotten like in a huge argument mm. and I'm usually like the first to cool down okay. mostly because I realize like, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. And I yeah. got like <laughs> upset over nothing. So yeah. I'm usually the one who will very intensely like bring things up or mm-hmm. like um, accelerate the argument because it's like I can get heated quickly, but I don't, sure. I don't yell, but I'm like, Oh, we're going there. Okay. okay. Let's, yeah. let's go. Tighten up these gloves right quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, okay, we're, we're ready. Okay. Yeah, like I, that's me. Yeah. And, um, I think I like, I, I felt that in this story of mm-hmm. like, I'm definitely, I come with a lot of intensity. Like mm-hmm. even if I don't raise my voice, I'm definitely like, I know you're not talking to me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that kind of intensity. And it kind of made me think like to become more self-aware of when I do things like that, because mm-hmm. I, I realize that not everything requires that kind of energy. Like mm-hmm. some things don't, some things really don't matter. I know sometimes I get mad at my husband when he like puts something away in the wrong spot. I'm like, it doesn't, go there yeah. <laughs> just like Sharice it really is not that serious you mm-hmm. can put it away yourself mm-hmm. and then it'll be in the right spot yeah and then it'll be fine yeah <laughs> oh, so that's just like I feel like you captured that though like perfectly that is like how intense I am but I do think just like hearing it it's like oh I probably need to calm <laughs> down I probably need to I need to calm down a bit that's fair, that's fair. I think <laughs> the the so my wife is also one of those like this doesn't go here right but mm-hmm. so sometimes she'll say something and sometimes she'll just move stuff right hmm. and she's like this is and then she'll like organize and i'll i i will have had this thing in this place for like months and i'll go for it and i'm like shoot where is it babe what happened what happened to this thing what it's where it belongs i'm like that's funny because for months now i've been using it right here where'd it go it's like, oh, well, it belongs in this cabinet behind this around this corner. I'm like, OK, great. Thank you. <laughs> but the one thing that I get on her about is uh, on the oven, uh, the bar, there's a, a towel, right? A hand towel. Dry your hands. Uh, and she likes to take it off of the bar and then use it and then keep it next to her or put it on the table or a counter just in case she might need it again in the next couple minutes. But mm-hmm. if she's using it, that means we're usually we're both in the kitchen doing stuff. So I'll like look for it with soaking wet hands. And I'm like, babe, we are not this family. We're not the family that takes the the, the hand <laughs> towel off of the oven door. Where is it? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I was going to put it back eventually, you know. But where is it? Yeah, that is the, that is, is the it? only thing that I can get on her about, about <laughs> like moving stuff. So. Yeah, I, I kind of abuse it if I'm if I'm being yeah. honest. Every time, I'm like, babe, <laughs> are we that family? We're not that family. <laughs> we're not that. We're not. We're not going to become that. Yeah. Oh man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think I think that about rounds out this episode of Other Sharice. 
Wow, we made it. We made it. We did it. <laughs> it has it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. An absolute pleasure having you on the show. Oh, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. One more time to remind everybody, uh, you can catch her on Twitter at ShariceJoy09. Um, please check her out at Comedy Sports. Sign up for a class. Go have some fun doing those sorts of things. Um, Sharice, it, is, it has been a, a great pleasure. Thank you so much. Is there anything that thank you, you want to say to round out the show? I'll let you close it if you want. Oh, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I've had a blast, and this story was uh, amazing <laughs> to hear. So thank you. Thank great. you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Please come back next week for the for another episode of Other You. I am D. This has been Sharice. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>